You know, I got to get better at this. I always start recording and I feel like I screw up, so I start over and I'm, I just need to leave it in there. I want you guys to really hear who I am and why I do what I do. And I think you're going to get more perspective if you hear me actually go through the creative process. These are articles that I've written and I want to read them to you and I want to give you that type of insight. So I promise, and you have no idea to do this, but you have to imagine that people do it, right? Uh, I screw up. I screw up when I read it. I actually find typos constantly when I go through these. Even though I spend 140 bucks a year on Grammarly Pro, I still find mistakes as I'm reading them. And I think you need to hear that. So this is season two, episode four. I have 76 articles just on LinkedIn. I probably won't read all of them, but I'll probably read close to probably close to 70 of them. Some of them are just so terrible that I just I'm too embarrassed to read them. Um, but as we go through this, one of the things I like to do is I like to play a score from a movie um, in the background. So anytime I, I'm trying to be creative, I can't listen to any music with words, but I can't listen to silence, otherwise I'm just too distracted. So movie scores typically are the solution for me. This movie in particular is Goodwill Hunting, if you can hear that. What a phenomenal movie. Came out in 1998, I remember, I think I took my high school girlfriend to it or maybe I went with my best friend I don't remember but I did work at a movie theater uh, which was by far the worst job in the world unless you count free movies as a significant benefit in that case it was pretty awesome but uh, my wife hadn't actually seen this movie until a couple years ago and after she watched it she's like I can't believe I never watched it I'm like I know it's so good so this article is called The Box Sucks I hate the box and I'm gonna tell you all about it and my son the picture uh, is of my son who we went to watch the Vikings play the Bengals the Vikings lost and the bike well, the Bengals you know went to the Super Bowl but this picture of my son in front of the welcome to the jungle sign with his Justin Jefferson jersey on getting ready to do the the gritty my son knows the box sucks so that's the image here and sort of my my muse for for the article at the time I wrote it. So once upon a time, I was asked if I led a team of amateur marketers. I mean, it royally pissed me off. But now I know that it doesn't matter. If we were or we weren't, the answer would have always been the same. Sure. Let me tell you a story. Last week, my son, who just started playing quarterback, was told not to throw the ball while on the run. I thought that advice was comical, considering the following questions. What if he knows he can confidently make the play? What if making the throw while on the run is better than the alternative? Or, what if he has practiced throwing the ball on the run a million times? Because he does, because he can, and because he has. Okay, I get it. My son at the time was 11 years old, and I'm just another biased dad. That's true, there's no denying it. No. Here we go. I screwed up, but I'm going to keep going. That's true, and I can't deny it. But find me a father out there that doesn't believe in his son. I mean, seriously. Better yet, please find me a father who doesn't believe his kid is the greatest. You can't. This article is really not about football the same way Ted Lasso is not about a soccer team or a soccer coach. But please allow me to hang on to that analogy for one more point. If you know football... 
Look at Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, or even Baker Mayfield in the NFL and how they play the game. They run freaking wild. If you're still looking at the game thinking it needs to be played the same way your father played it, you're probably watching Kirk Cousins from the Vikings and believing, we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. That's just a knock against myself. I mean, just the part about the Vikings. No offense, Kirk. I love you. No, this isn't an article about football. This article is about a box. And this box, this box sucks. If you believe in Ted Lasso, I guarantee you don't know what a box is. As I dive into the box concept, I think it's essential for all of us to first consider how we would define ourselves, or better yet, how we want others to perceive us. If someone asked you who you are, would you start with your title, your career, hobbies, social status, faith, family? And what would you say? I don't want to be defined. I don't want to ever, I don't ever want someone to be able to look at me at what I've accomplished or what they heard and just sum me up. Nope. I want to keep them guessing with just unbelievable unpredictability. As I stop and consider all the people who have impacted my life or others' lives, it has nothing to do with how normal they are, but rather how extraordinary they are. It's those specific moments that people remember, and yet it still doesn't define us. I hate the idea of being defined. I can't stand it. I've lived my life according to this ideology, amongst others, ever since I can remember. Tell me I shouldn't, and I'm going to do it anyways. Tell me I can't, and I'm going to freaking prove you wrong, or I'm going to die trying. In fact, for the most part, when I look at the way others do things and think to myself, how the hell can I do it differently? Am I stubborn? Yep. Do I make mistakes? Yep. Do I fail? You know I fail. Do I lead by example? Yes, I do. What does our self-definition have to do with a box? Someone once said, if your competition is paying attention, you're doing something right. Well, let me tell you, let me be the first to tell you that I have never paid much attention to my competition. If you live inside a box, your innovation and creativity are limited to the confines of space. The confines of space. I don't want to say that word. I used it though. Maybe you're living in fear of possibly doing something according to someone else's plan. Either way, you are likely comfortable. And even more likely, you will never truly experience the things you don't know you don't know. Gosh, that sounds terrible. If you live outside the lines, you are bound by nothing. You're uncomfortable. You're growing. You'll never wonder what it's like to wonder what it's like. You're probably a pioneer. You might even learn to throw the ball on the run. You're definitely not easily defined. And maybe, just maybe, you gain a deeper appreciation for others through your understanding and your self-discovery. But the last thing you will do is be confined to a stupid box because that freaking box sucks. And here's the point that should bring everything together. Almost two years ago, I was in a position where my ambitions couldn't keep up with the number of... They couldn't... 
Holy crap, Derek. Almost two years ago, I was in a position where my ambitions couldn't keep up with the number of ideas I had. The only way for me to allow them to catch up was to break free from what I thought was comfortable in my career. Forgive my vagueness, but no, it's for a specific reason. So I took this giant leap and began to bet on myself in a new way by putting my outside-the-box ideas to the test. And what happened was remarkable. All the fear I had about the uncertainty of leaving my routine vanished with each passing day. In the end, it wasn't how others defined me or how I defined myself, but rather this strange phenomenon that appeared to be connecting all the dots or moments in my life for a bigger purpose. If I never decided to step outside of the box, I'm not sure I would have realized that. My advice for all of us is to stop living inside of one. You can't define your life, nor can anyone else, because it's already been defined for you. Go and live it the way you want to. And lastly, stop caring what anyone else thinks. I work for a tech roofing company and I rarely talk about the content I would create. And yet, I still seem to connect with as many or more people in that industry as if I did. I stopped believing in the idea that if I was going to be a practicing Christian, I needed to act and live a certain way. And yet, I've never felt closer to God. That's true. I stopped caring about what other people thought of me and started being honest with... I stopped caring about what other people thought about me and started being honest with others about how I felt. And yet, I found that we have much more in common than I could have ever realized. For the person who asked if I was an amateur marketer, all I will say is, sure. And just to be a smart ass, I will add, I don't care what you think because you're a prick. And to my son, keep throwing the ball on the run and never stop believing in yourself because I will never, never stop believing in you. Dad.